and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays and special guest, Leah Hunt. Leah is joining us all the way from Texas, and I am excited because that is my birthplace. And she shares with us a little bit of her story, and you're going to be so excited to hear about Leah's kids. So without further delay, let us bring in this week's guest on the Agape Leaders Podcast, Leah Hunt. Well, welcome in, Leah. So excited to have you here. Wow. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so honored. (laughs) Praise God. Well, the listeners know that we are going gold at Agape Leaders. And so I invited you here to share a little bit of your story, uh, share pretty much, I guess an opening would be share what you would want us to know from the top. And then as we're going, I'll ask you some questions along the way and you can continue to share as much as you want, but thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Let's do it. I'm ready. Here we go. All right. Well, this floor is yours to share how you would. Okay, perfect. Well, first off, before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing and shining the light on childhood cancer. You know, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and childhood cancer is the number one cause of death for kiddos right now. And, you know, that is just heartbreaking. And a lot of times you hear the phrase that childhood cancer is rare, but it's not rare. You know, there are 47 kids a day that are getting diagnosed all around the U.S., and it is so so heartbreaking. So by you coming along and entering into this journey with all of us that are still fighting, that are in the fight or that have survived and have been impacted, that means so much to us because cancers, it's not rare. So we need people like you to come in and fight along with us to, to, you know, encourage us, but then also to shine a light on cancer. So everyone can know that this is something serious and this is something that is going on worldwide. So with that being said, said, I, uh, so like you said, I'm Leah, super excited to be here. I am actually a two-time cancer survivor. So as a little girl, I was diagnosed with retinoblastoma. And so as a tiny human, my mom noticed a drift in my left eye. And in pictures, she saw that my left eye was reacting just a little bit different than my right eye. And so at a young age, I was quickly diagnosed with retinoblastoma. So that is a form of eye cancer. And so I basically had a huge tumor wrapped around the retina in my left eye. And I went to my pediatrician and they thought it was a lazy eye. So, you know, they gave me the eye patch and I didn't like wearing it and, you know, it wasn't going well. So then I went to a specialist and the specialist took one look at me. He stood up, he shut the door and he looked at my parents and said, this is my least favorite part about my job, but I have to tell you that your daughter has a huge tumor in her eye. And then very next morning, I grew up in Ohio. So at this point I lived in Ohio. And at this point, um, the next morning, my parents, we got on a plane, we flew to Philadelphia and I started chemotherapy the next day. So we did about six rounds of chemotherapy and then my cancer went away. 
and then it came back. So I relapsed for a second time and we had over 26 surgeries throughout the span of both times fighting and then still going through different types of treatment. And then finally, what killed my cancer cells was the placement of a radioactive isotope on my left eye. So I was, you know, in the hospital for extended period of time, isolated, and they had the isotope placed on it. And then once they removed the isotope slowly, a few days later, my vision disappeared. And, Mm. you know, ever since then, I've been completely blind in my left eye. And, but being so young and having something that intense happen to you, I think in a way it has really shaped and formed my life. I've always said to everyone that I speak to that there's two battles within cancer. You know, there's the battle that you're go while you're in it, the thick of it, you know, the day by day, the chemo, the pokes, the surgeries, you know, all the things, but then there's that battle post that battle happens afterwards. And what did, and that looks very different for everyone, every kid, every family, every parent, that post is different. And for me, that is where, where I really think the battle began. That is the, where, you know, your boots on the grounds and you have, you're in a different, different position than everybody else in elementary school. You know, your faith is in a different spot because Mm -hmm. you've experienced something so intensely at a young age. And, you know, as I've grown up, you have to learn and to adjust and to seeing the world differently. And I think something that really carried me through my battle with cancer was my faith. So I'm so excited that I do get to come on here today and talk about it because it really was my faith that carried me. You know, I, at a young age, had my eyes open to that. We all have a cross. You know, everyone has a cross. Everyone's cross looks so very different. And we all have to carry our cross. We all have to pick it up. And my cross is different from your cross. Your cross is different from your family's cross because everyone is made uniquely and everyone is made differently. And that's amazing. But with that, we all have different fights. And so at a young age, I found my cross of cancer and I learned, you know, how to pick that up, how to surrender it and how to choose to see the good in it. And I think by me making that decision, you know, in middle school and elementary school, by choosing to see the good in this hardship, that was able to change the entire course of my life. But I don't think I would have been able to choose the good side of cancer without my faith playing a role into it. Wow. So, excuse me, you just said something that I've never heard anybody say before. You said, the good side of cancer. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy for a listener, excuse me, it's easy for a listener to say, well, hold up. If there's a good side of cancer, what's the problem then? Mm -hmm. Will you unpack that statement a little bit for that listener who doesn't understand what you really mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. So I think when you first hear that phrase, that is not something that anyone thinks or believes, you know, because at the end of the day, there is no good side of cancer. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I am trying to deliver is that you can choose to see the beauty in a hard time. And that can turn into a good, that can turn into a positive. For me, I never wanted cancer. I didn't ask for cancer. There's moments I wish I never had cancer. It has 
still impacts me today. And I'm 23 years old and it's still negatively impacting me. But without cancer, Leah wouldn't be Leah. Mm. I would have had a different life. You know, I wouldn't have and be able to do the things that I've been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to see God move in my life, in my family's life, in my community's life, if I didn't have to go through that time of suffering. So sometimes through the suffering, you can see the beauty, you know, but you have to get through it. You have to carry the cross. And it wasn't until years later that I'm able to stay, stand up on two feet and say, Hey, I'm grateful for my cancer because look of what God has given me from my cancer. I'm I'm not saying that like, Hey, everyone needs cancer. And I'm so happy I had it because if I had to choose it, I probably would, I want to have chosen it. You know, I would love to have vision in both eyes. I would love to not have chemo brain. I would love to not go to the hospital and explain to people why my eye drifts or why it goes another way and has a different color. I would, I would love to not have the fog in my head from radiation. Like that would be amazing. Like my life would probably be a lot easier, but I don't have that option. So that, that is not on the table for me that I, I don't have a time machine. I can't go back and you know what? God isn't just going to take it away and that's okay. So that is where that good cancer kind of comes from is that there really is no good cancer, but you can make a good situation out of a bad situation. I have something. Hold on one second. (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to. That was a great place to pause. And when you hear this back, you're going to be like, didn't he stop and <laughs> cough right there? So I've gotten decent at editing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, good. Got that. So I have something. Okay. I want you to think about this. And it's not from me. I, I the, the Lord sometimes will put stuff on my heart. So you said the good side of cancer, and then you went in and explained. Mm-hmm. And as you were explaining... I wrote down Romans 8, 28. Okay. And so when you begin to unpack Leah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, I, I, I said it when, when we prayed before we came on here, you, you've been through so much and people don't understand because we, I never went through it. I can know that whatever you went through was, was rough, but I can't know exactly how rough. I don't know any of those days. But when I wrote down Romans 8, 28, because I'm talking to you, I met you today. You're such an impressive human being, you know, and to hear you speak and say, hey, you know, I probably wouldn't want to, I wouldn't go back and choose it, but it's what I had. And so I'm who I am because of this. And I feel the power of your testimony because you could easily say, why me? Mm -hmm. And I wanna put something on your heart. I had a person on this podcast years ago and she said, I believe, because she has a, a kind of an illness, not cancer, but it's a tough one. And she said, I believe God gave it to me because he knows I'm faithful And he knows it's not going to kill me. It's not going to break me. And Mm -hmm. as I'm listening to you talk, I'm saying, God knew who he could give that to. And and she would carry the torch. 
because I think it's important for us to not always feel like, well, I'm a Christian, so everything needs to be going great, and God needs to give me this, and God needs to do that. No, if you're a Christian, God should be able to to give you something to carry so that he can show people that I can help you carry difficult things. Trust me. And and that's what you're saying. And so I I, I don't want to steal the podcast, but but that's that's what I heard. And you said God isn't going to take it away, you know, but he's going to empower you, he's going to give you what you need to carry this burden. You're not going to carry it alone. God's going to be with you. And so praise God for that. Now, <clears throat> right behind you is a beautiful sign. Would you share with us that beautiful sign? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> My favorite topic. Okay, so the sign behind me, it says Leah's Kids. So Leah's Kids is my foundation that I run. So as an 18-year-old in high school, it was my senior year of high school, I wanted to do more. I wanted to give back. I knew that God had me here a reason. I knew that I survived twice, and I knew that I could do more. Hmm. And I wanted to, and I had that desire. And so on my 18th birthday, I filed the paperwork to form my own nonprofit. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit charity serving families all across the U.S. that have a child that has childhood cancer. So that is, that is Leah's kids are on a mission to bring joy, to bring support, to bring hope. We do that through dream parties and we do that through financial donations and so much more, but yes, that's Leah's kids. Praise God. You said dream parties. What is, oh, what is yeah. that? All righty. So our dream parties are a customized party for the family. And mm -hmm. so this is the day that the family gets to really create and design. Like, What is a dream that you have that we can help come true? Maybe it's going to the zoo together. Maybe it's meeting Disney princesses. Maybe it's going to a NASCAR race. Like, What is that that you want to do so your family can be a family? We really stand strong on the family unit and you know, bringing that together because it takes a family to fight childhood cancer, takes the caregivers, the parents, the siblings. And, you know, sometimes fighting cancer is doing the dishes while mom and dad are at the hospital with brother wow. or sister. And we really just honor and encourage all the siblings in, in the fight because, you know, nobody fights alone and it's impacting everybody in their own way. And so our parties are called crown a kid events. And that stems from James one 12, which it says, uh, we receive, we all have a cross that we carry and we receive our crown and eternal glory. And so we have a crowning ceremony that every party where the family receives a crown. And this is your crown that shows you that like, you are still so important. Like, yeah, cancer sucks. And yeah, like we didn't want it, but you're still so important and there's still beauty in your life and you keep fighting. And so every single day that these kids can stare at this crown and say that, Hey, you know, God believes in me. Hey, Leah's kids believes in me. Hey, my family believes in me. And I'm going to keep fighting because no matter what my time of suffering is going to be honored. And I'm going to get my crown either here on earth or in heaven. And everyone's crown is going to come at a different time. But for now they get to wear the Leah's kids crown. And so that is what our crown of kid event is. And then at every party, the family also receives a donation on behalf of the foundation 
to, you know, take care of miscellaneous costs that add up. When I was fighting, I have, so I am the middle child out of five. So I had other brothers and sisters, you know, while I was going through treatment and checkups and appointments. And my dad was in the Navy. So he was, you know, working and doing his thing. And so we had those miscellaneous costs that were adding up that not everybody sees. You know, you don't think about the parking garage. You don't think mm-hmm. about you know, moving food to the hospital for mom and dad. You don't think about, you know, different pajamas for the kids because they're on steroids and their body weight is fluctuating. Like we don't mm-hmm. think about all those miscellaneous things on top of the already painfully high cost of receiving treatment. And, you know, my family felt that. And so that's why I've created the foundation so we can relieve that because no parent should ever have to decide between sitting at their child's bedside or going to work to pay for a new drug for their kid. They should be able to be at their kid at their child's bedside and we can take care of that bill. Wow. I have to sit in this for a second. My goodness. It's just so powerful just the the details that i wouldn't even think about and you in your foundation are thinking about those little things and when you said it it hit me when you said no parent should have to think about should they sit at their child's side or go to work so they can pay a a bill or something like that that definitely makes me want to get off this podcast and go look up Leah's kids and, and see where, where I can provide some support in that area. And I'm, and I mean that very seriously, we don't know what's out there. And so knowing that you're out there in this fight, I pray that somebody listening will also be so moved to begin to help you in tangible ways. I think we 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 love to give everybody our thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And those are wonderful. I would <laughs> never turn away prayers or thoughts. But also we have to be willing to give a little. And I feel like your cause is the type of cause that as people get to know it you know, you don't need millions of dollars from one donor. But if you can get millions of people to give, you know, six, seven, eight, 10 bucks. If a million people gave 10 bucks, isn't that $10 million? Could you do some work with that? We do some work with it. We could do you a, see lot, what I'm saying? a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, um, so that's my prayer. That's my prayer is that, that we could figure out a way to to get people to kind of say, well, you're doing some great things. You don't have to break the bank. I think we always think when people donate, we th- you know we want all your money. Just just you know a Chick Fil A number two meal. You know what right. I'm saying? With a with a with a seasonal shake, that'll yep. do it. That's about ten bucks. There you and, go. And so pass on that and just give $10 to Leah's kid. And if we could get a million people to do that. The world would be a different place. We would have a lot of families that would be together. So 
So that's that's going to be a prayer. And who knows what the Lord will do? Sometimes we have to put stuff out in the air and then we have to trust God. But okay. I think a lot of times we don't want to we don't want to put things out. We just want God to do some. Well, God, you know, you know what needs it. Lord, you know what needs to happen. I know, I know, but uh, I need you to start speaking some things into existence. Yeah, right, right. Come on, God, we're ready. We're yeah, eagerly yeah. awaiting. So, praise God. Well, uh, I want to thank you for your time. And but before we get out of here, well, first of all, is there something that you wanted to say? You were hoping he's going to ask this, and then I didn't ask that question because I sometimes, you know, people have something they want to say, and I didn't ask them. What what is the something that you were kind of wanting to get to? You know, I think one thing I really wanted to get to is just encouraging the listeners that it's okay to take the next step into the cancer world, into the foundation world, into, you know, learning about other charities that have nothing to do with cancer. Like you took that step and I feel like your eyes have been opened and, and the light has shined down on, you know, what the cancer world looks like and the people that are in it that are fighting. And so maybe you, you at home are really interested in another route of service, like take that next step in that route of service. Uh, or maybe you want to start a foundation, or maybe you want to volunteer at the foundation, or maybe you have a dream that God has put on your heart. Like for me, he put Leah's kids on my heart at a very, very young age. I was very young and it's very powerful to be able to find your life's mission. So God is speaking your life mission to you through your desires, through your dreams, through your hopes, like pay attention to that. Don't just put that to the side and say, Oh, I'll, I'll think about it after college. I'll think about it after high school, after I have my first kid. Like, no, think about it now. Look at it now. Like, what is God showing you right now? Like, what is that desire of your hearts? Because God is a gentleman and he wants to grant the desires of our hearts. And, you know, so maybe those things that you're really interested in, maybe he is trying to show you a course that he wants you to walk and he wants to walk it with you. And for me, I was able to find that with these kids at, at, in high school. And what a blessing that was for me. And I'm so lucky that I get to live my life's dream, my life's mission at such a young age. And I just want everyone to be able to do that. So pay attention to those desires because God may be speaking to you through them. Praise God. I was going to ask you to give a word of encouragement, but you just did. So, <laughs> praise God. Well, we'll let that be the last word. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Um, well, thank you. You are absolutely amazing. I am so honored to be here with you. And just thank you so much for your service to, to, to everyone and for always being so hopeful and joyful and believing and trusting in the Lord. So thank you. Well, I'm so thankful that Leah joined us on the podcast. What an amazing young lady. I'm just blown away. You know, she talked about how cancer, there's two battles. There's the battle while you're in it. And then there's the post-cancer battle. And she's just a light. She has so much that the world would say, well, you have every right to complain, but she doesn't. She lives and she gives. And I pray that you will reach out, look in the show notes to get the information for Leah's kids 
And if you want to make contact with Leah on social media, I'll, I'll look to provide those as well. But please, if, if 1 million people gave $10, now I know we don't have 1 million listeners, but if 1 million people gave $10, that organization would be stacked to do some amazing things for these kids. You know, you think about it, 47 people a day hear the words directed at their child, you have cancer. That's why Agape Leaders is going gold. We may not be able to get rid of cancer and we may not be able to save lives, but we can help people like Leah help cancer patients live at least for as long as they can. So please plan to join and support. There is no amount that is too small to help. Well, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for Leah. And then I'm going to pray for you. And then I'll get us out of here. Father, thank you so much for who you are. The way, Lord, that you intertwine lives. Leah and I met today on the Zoom call. And I feel like I have a new friend. Someone that I could support. Someone that would support me. And there would be no questions or concerns. Thank you so much for that. Lord God, I pray for Leah's foundation, Leah's kids. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to pour in the funding so that she can pour into these lives with the little things, with the the light bill, with the water bill, with clothing, with food, with dream parties. Lord, this is a very good God-honoring foundation. I pray, Lord, that you would bring more and more attention. We're so thankful, Lord, for whatever you will do in and through this organization. Now, Father, I pray for this listener. I pray for their needs, Lord God, that they are taking their time to listen to this podcast. Would you bless them? Make sure they have all their needs met. And Lord God, would you even give them some of those wants that are not out of line with what you would have them to have and do. So thankful, Lord God, for this listener who takes the time to grow in their faith. And Lord God, thank you for all that you do in and through the Agape Leaders Podcast. Without you, this does not exist. We're so thankful for you, Lord God. And as always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. We're praying that you are focused on continuing to go gold with the Agape Leaders Podcast. And so whatever you can do in the month of September to bring attention to the awareness of childhood cancer, would you do that? Well, that's all we have for this week's podcast. Until next time. You have a blessed week.